Hello, 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 and welcome to Mixed Emotions Podcast. I'm Ann McCormack. And I'm James McCormack. James, how are you doing on this beautiful, beautiful November day? Oh, I'm good, Annie. We, you know, it is the day. The day of what? The day of the day before traveling to Washington, D.C. for Thanksgiving. Okay, when are you leaving for? (laughs) So tomorrow, Rob and I are jumping on a bus. And we're going down to Washington, D.C. Uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday, obviously. But we usually spend the day, you know, traveling or leaving with our friend. What time during the day are you leaving? Um, around 7 p.m. So should, we oh, should. wow. Yeah. We should get into D.C. around 11-ish, I think, oh, probably. It's kind of a, a late departure. Why? Uh, it, you know, work just related work. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Rob's going to be getting off of, of work. And then we're going to meet in the city and then head straight on the bus. You too, right? Yeah, I'm leaving in the afternoon. Mm. I'm getting there in the evening, hopefully. We'll mm. see, hopefully in the early evening. Yeah. So, yeah. How have uh, you been? I've been a busy, busy, busy bee. Probably the busiest I've been artistically in a very long time. I've noticed. Yeah, I've been running these streets <laughs> like a crazy <laughs> person. I finally had, well, that's not true. Yesterday was my first day off (laughs) but i worked (laughs) from noon until 7 30 teaching it was so i really haven't had a break yeah going nonstop. and what i've learned during this time is that as a single mom and a working artist there are just so many so many fires that you have to put out and so many hoops that you have to jump through Mm -hmm. but i couldn't be happier in a lot of ways yeah, you know i'm yeah. i'm doing the thing you're thriving i i am thriving and i'm yeah I'm it's grateful. been really exciting to to watch all these really cool things that you've been doing and yeah. watching you balance it all and uh, you know find this time of like you know artistic what's the word Not, it's the Anne mccormick renaissance That's yeah a renaissance like. well <laughs> yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see what will come in the yeah. next you know couple of months and i've had some really really i'm not going to say which show it was for but i had a really really exciting audition situation that happened and a few callbacks for the show and i mm, i want the show <laughs> i'm putting that out in the universe <laughs> but uh yeah i wrapped uh the workshop that i was doing at uh, ars nova and it mm-hmm. was it was fabulous and then i went right into rehearsal um, with Jazz Lincoln Center, uh, working on Wynton Marsalis's Abyssinian Mass, which is a piece that is really important to me. It's near mm-hmm. and dear to my heart. Um, what year is this of that for you? How many years? Well, we went on tour with the Mass in um, 2013, mm-hmm. and I've revisited uh, portions of it over the course of the last few years, but we did it a reunion concert uh, as part of the White Light Festival at Lincoln Center. And it was just so amazing to look at this music again and see it with a different um, set of ears and a different set of eyes, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm older and I have a different artistic perspective and my my, uh, gift has developed in a different way. Yeah. um, In a better way. Um, And so I... It was just really amazing to tackle this genius work and to just hear the perspective from maestro 
Marsalis and work with these great players and these amazing singers and the audience was just like eating it up and Mm -hmm. we had a great great time so I'm coming off of that and that you know sizzling vibrating buzz and high Um, and the following day after the mass was finished I uh, went to the Metropolitan Opera because Jesse Norman was being um, honored. It was a, her memorial service. And uh, Jesse Norman has changed my life. She's one of the most important artists that I've ever listened to. What She's been there for me. That voice has been there for me through some very difficult times, whether it's her spirituals concert with Kathleen Battle or um, her interpretations of, of Strauss. I... It was really important for me to be there at the memorial service. Mm-hmm. And what was even more important is that my friend, Janae Bridges, who is this amazing mezzo-soprano, who is currently uh, starring in Akhenaten at the Met, she sang at the memorial. And our conductor of the mass, uh, Damien Sneed, was playing for her mm. on the Met mm-hmm. stage. And these were two of my classmates in school and Mm -hmm. just seeing them shine on stage, celebrating the life of this great American artist, Jesse Norman, was beautiful. It was amazing. And I feel really honored that I was there. And I felt so honored when I walked into the Met and I heard people, colleagues saying my name, Mm -hmm. you know, and seeing all of these amazing opera singers, every black opera singer who's worked was there (laughs) you know what I mean it was just it was so phenomenal people that are were in their 80s people of all ages you know coming out to New York came together to celebrate Jesse Norman and this mind-blowing extraordinary talent like they were playing videos Um, they had a projection that a screen and they were projecting videos of her of her performances mm-hmm. and it was just like amazing to watch that technique on the big screen. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Her te- her vocal technique was no one could touch her. Yeah. She was just amazing, mm-hmm. an amazing woman. And this stark contrast between, you know, the Metropolitan Opera is so opulent. It literally has gilded walls. Wow. <laughs> so to see a piano and a voice on stage was such a beautiful contrast to the space in itself right. because usually yeah. the Met it's full of uh, it's a full orchestra right you know what yeah. I mean like you very rarely just see like a piano and you know mm-hmm. grand piano and a voice you know it's usually yeah. something bigger so it was just a really beautiful um, beautiful way to celebrate her life and I'm praying for her family um, and yeah, it was a really moving experience. So I That's beautiful. So now I am uh heading down to DC and yep. mm-hmm. looking forward to having a little bit of rest. Yeah. And you? Uh I've had a pretty jam-packed uh month, mm-hmm. you know, thus far. It's just been between work and auditioning and well specifically this past week I had uh, my birthday. Happy birthday, my birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Well, my birthday and also Rob and I, our five-year anniversary. Which is, yeah, it was, 
very exciting time. Yeah, lots of fun stuff going on, but also a lot of just back to back. You know, like it was so interesting the the contrast of how you know your life can be sometimes. (laughs) So not not only was were these things like personal things going on, but at work, you know. Tis the season, you know, I work at a dine-in movie theater. Tis the season for the crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So we we have a lot of movies coming out around this time of year. We have, you know, like the Star Wars film. We have like Frozen 2 coming out. uh, Oh no, Frozen 2. uh, (laughs) Mr. Rogers, that movie Uh, coming out, you know, that Ford versus Ferrari the Scorsese movie that's as limited run in theaters before it moves to Netflix, which is four hours long. <laughs> I thought it was only three and a half. No, it might as well be four. so long. And people... It's De Niro, know, right? It's De Niro, yeah. yeah. And, and so you have people sitting down for a four hour long De Niro film and you have, you know, like older people coming in because it's Scorsese and they're coming and sitting there and they don't understand that it's a dine-in movie so you're walking past with like you know a drink full of trays and you have this 90 year old woman going stop it (laughs) why why the walking past nine times walking past stop it like literally yelling literally yelling at me to to stop it no situational awareness like ma'am i'm just trying to do my job do you see this this you know trying not to trip and fall in the dark because it's pitch black oh my and you god. have a tray full of cocktails and, and tulip glasses and you're like oh my god you're like i want to spill these on you so bad right I'm now sure <laughs> I want to smell them. I'm sure people get trashed during oh, that movie. They do. They really. They, it's they called trip. The Irishman, and it's, it's four, four hours long. Four hours long. Oh my it, god! It brings out just an interesting, weird crowd. Well, yeah. we had that. We also had Frozen Two, and you know that's the that brings in like the Park Slope parent kind of crowd energy, and energy. Is, and there are nine thousand, you know, parties and, and, and entitled parents. The best, the best Park Slope moms. And dads that come in are the ones that aren't trying to be, you know, type A about the situation. They're just like, you know what? I'm stuck here with these 9,000 kids. I'm going to get drunk <laughs> and I'm going to just let this party run wild. I'm going to order these little you know? brats, some tater tots, and, and smell get the, myself a cocktail. Yeah, the, you know, you're explaining things to them. And they're like, hey. <laughs> You know, you know vod, vodka wafting off of their breath. They're like, they're like, thanks so much. You're doing such a great job. You're and, doing great. Thank you. And then they, you know, nap during the rest of the movie. <laughs> you know, it's, that, that's the best. But Frozen 2, yeah, it, you know, it, it seems like it's good. Yeah. It, it seems like it's actually better than the first film. It was, I, I got, what, what I was trying to tell you about the contrast is that, <laughs> you know, I, so my birthday, you know, we went out. Or no, I worked on my birthday. That's yep. what I did. I worked on my birthday. And because I, you know, I had to make some money during the shift because I'm going to be gone for uh, a big chunk of the work week mm-hmm. because I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we took off for um, uh, Rob and I anniversary. So I had I had to work on my birthday. But it was the, also the opening weekend of all these movies. So I went from working on my birthday and feeling you know, working 11 hours and feeling like crap because people were yelling at me about, you know, their, their, their popcorn being late, you know, like, like literally kneeling down to this lady being like, if I don't have the popcorn, then I don't want it. It's ruining the movie. And I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, like literally someone telling, and then, you know, her, her 
her uh, dining partner tapping her on her leg because she knows that she's being her friends being crazy, you know, about this popcorn. So going from that to, you know, the next day, Rob and I went to the Bowery Hotel and just luxuriated, you know, this big <laughs> white marble tub. You know, we, we went to, you know, we checked in. And it's this beautiful hotel on the Lower East Side. And, you know, while we're checking in, Sarah Silverman is checking out, you know, this, this beautiful lounge. Uh, just going from feeling like the lowest of low on my birthday to waking up the next day and being like, this is what I deserve. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like go, going to the, the hotel staff being so nice, you know, and uh, not feeling just feeling so good. And this beautiful view on the 10th floor, of the Lower East Side and, you know, the room service being so nice. There's there's one point where uh you know, Rob and I were changing, we're, we're getting out of the tub and we were changing into our, our robes and we hear a knock at the door and this, this, uh, maid burst in and I was like, ah, you know, like barely dressed. And she was like, turn down service. And then she, you know, handed us like slippers and like fresh cookies. Aww. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to forgive the fact that you almost saw us completely nude because you're giving us fresh cookies. You oh know? my gosh. That's so nice. Yeah. And then, well, it sounds like you had a great time. Oh, we did. We went to dinner. We got, we got, went to a really nice steakhouse mm. and you know, we had a couple's massage. My masseuse sounded like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Celine Dion. She had oh a haircut like Celine. She was just this, this fierce Eastern European lady that kept you know, complimenting me and stuff. I was like, I feel like a prince today. It was, it was wonderful. And it was wonderful celebrating five years with someone that I love. You know? Oh, I love it. Well, so. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. You guys are mm -hmm. such a wonderful couple and I love you both so much. Yeah. So let's move on to our mixed emotion, which is worst slash best Thanksgiving Ever. stories. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I will start. What's your worst, Annie? My worst Thanksgiving experience was my freshman year of college. And <laughs> I <laughs> I went to Northern California with my boyfriend at the time. Um, okay. We... Went to visit his family and it was really, 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 really awkward <laughs> because everyone was sitting at this long table and I remember, maybe I shouldn't share it. This is actually kind of an important part of this story. It's shared. So not using I got names. really, 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 really bad cramps and I was just throwing up oh, no. upstairs in his and uncle's bathroom and I didn't really it was a new boyfriend and it was a family that I didn't know mm -hmm. and instead of like saying anything about it I was just like oh I'm not feeling well I'm just kind of sick when in actuality I was just like completely completely incapacitated, Ill, incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. and I was trying so hard to like pretend that I was okay and then on the way back from um well, it was actually San Jose we were in San Jose mm -hmm. on the way back from San Jose I remember being in the car and thinking that my uterus was going to fall out of my body <laughs> and having to stop at like a roadside place at a gas station and like have to like re like 
kind of like bend over on the floor and like cry. Oh, it was God. really bad. It was my first Thanksgiving of like not being with family in yeah. my entire life. And I was just completely ill. And they were such a dry like group of people. Uh, like everyone was sitting at like a stuffy table table. And you know how it is at our house. Like, no, but we don't sit at a table. No, like yeah. you, we say a prayer, yeah. but then you get a plate and you go and sit somewhere with somebody. Right. You know, there you are know. multiple tables and right. like people yeah. sit on couch and people like it mingle mingle. Like, yeah. It's just like a really beautiful way of experiencing Thanksgiving. People that, you know, you've never met before are, are there are there yeah but this was like a very norman Wa- rockwell like nightmare oh, dreadful it was dreadful and the i just remember the food not being good and like it was very odd mm-hmm. so that was my worst thanksgiving oh, no. so i was 18 years old yeah at the yeah. time i remember you used to have the worst like i remember feeling so bad for you and because you'd have like cramps and stuff oh i had the worst the absolute worst periods ever <laughs> i i have endometriosis that's what i have yeah. and that's something that you know it's it's hard to diagnose but once you diagnose it and get it oh, my life is so different now this past year my life mm-hmm. is oh, good i i figured it out i have i'm doing the right things to take care of it and i my life is increase um my quality of life has increased exponentially what was your best thanksgiving my best thanksgiving um so my best thanksgiving was in 2010 actually and i was living in europe um so i made the thanksgiving dinner Mm. and for me i mean our family thanksgivings are always wonderful Mm -hmm. so i don't really put those in the same category i'm just thinking about thanksgivings that are kind of out of the ordinary right like being with you guys is always the best Mm -hmm. um but i made everything i made the turkey i made mac and cheese Mm. i was really missing that american american right but i was just so proud of myself that i had created that Mm -hmm. created that you know i went to a um because getting a turkey in luxembourg is no easy feat were you pregnant with oscar at the time not yet okay um so getting a turkey in luxembourg getting a turkey in america is like easy you know what i mean they're literally chasing the mailmen down the street right (laughs) but they're frozen and there are turkey farms and all of that but in luxembourg they have to go to the farm talk to the farmer and say hey do you have a turkey that we can have and they kill the turkey they let you know when the turkey's dead (laughs) They call you and you come to the butcher, Auchan, that was the name of the butcher, butcher uh, the butchery at this shopping um, center. Okay. And I picked up a huge bird in like a styrofoam. It looked like it had just been killed that morning. <laughs> no frozen chick- uh, turkeys there. No. Yeah. And so I did everything, you know, and it was like a real... Was the turkey good? It was great. I put, mm. you know, butter under the skin and put a lemon and all that stuff. And yeah, so I was really, that was like my best Thanksgiving because I, I had created the yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd taken charge. For the I'd first taken time. charge and yeah. I knew that I could cook and the food mm-hmm. was good and everyone liked it. And, you know, when we're home for Thanksgiving, it's, it's more about family and community that this was like, yeah. I'm an American in a foreign country and I'm showing these people part of my tradition 
That's amazing. Yeah. So that's my worst. Worst endometriosis. Best. I was the chef. That's beautiful. What about you, James? Ooh. Okay. So my worst Thanksgiving, I'm trying to think. I was, this is back in 2000 and probably nine or 10. And <laughs> I'm scared. So my birthday, my birthday is November 23rd. So every six or seven years of my birthday falls on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. right? And uh, which can be a double-sided thing because when I was a kid, it was kind of like on one end, sometimes people would, you know, like acknowledge that my birthday was on Thanksgiving. So I'd end up getting more gifts. But then sometimes my birthday would end up getting eclipsed by Thanksgiving. So they were like, oh, people would be like, oh, we forgot you know, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, we're just going to stick some candles in, in a pumpkin pie. It was <laughs> 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 like, and I'd be like, oh man, you know, like, and, and so it was just kind of like splitting my, my day, my day with, uh, <laughs> with the turkey, with the turkey day, you know? <laughs> so that back in 2009 was my 21st birthday I'm that scared. was being eclipsed by Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, was in Milwaukee at the time and you know I was trying my best to kind of rally the troops and get my like home girls to go out with me you know uh, the, you know you do your 21st birthday and you want it to be a, you're like your, your squad like your big group and go out and like you know use your your ID for the first time you know at, at before that I had had a fake ID that my friend Sam wasn't even a fake ID it was my real ID and she had somehow almost in like the most scammer genius way had peeled back the hologram on my <laughs> real ID had taken red nail polish and painted over the one of the ones in my 11 23 1988 so it said 1 23 1988 and then she took a hair flat iron and ironed <laughs> and ironed the hologram back on with a hair flat iron and we would have to re-iron it every few weeks because it would start bubbling up so it, i'd be like can i use your flat iron and she'd be like yeah and i would take a flat iron and iron the hologram back on it was the most bootleg shit ever <laughs> and what we do is because if you looked real closely you could see that it was red nail polish but uh <laughs> i would i i would you know show it to you the the bouncers oh, in God. in my wallet through like the, the cellophane through the plastic yeah. and they'd be like can you take it out and i would be like oh it's stuck i can't take it out and they'd be like oh, just go just go you know i'd be like pretending that i can get it out oh of my, my wallet God. so that was what i was doing beforehand so Flash, flash forward to, you know, it's 11. It's a new day. It's a new day, a new life. <laughs> flash forward to 11, 23, 1988. Oh, God. Get a brand spanking new ID. And I'm like, I'm going to go out and party. But this is the night before uh, Thanksgiving or it, the night before Thanksgiving. And, you know, most people, most of my friends were from out of town. They, you know, they, they, I was at UWM at the time and they didn't grow up in Milwaukee. So, I had like my crew of six people and we went to the Milwaukee safe house. I think it was called, which is like this, uh, speakeasy oh, hit, yeah. hidden bar downtown. Yeah, I've been there. We went to, to safe house and they had planned this whole cute thing for me where like you, uh, they put you down. They say that, you know, we need to talk to you. You're, 
you know that you you've done something bad and you know you they pretend that you are going to be interrogated or something they bring you downstairs and they put you in this like shower stall looking room like you're gonna like you're a spy and you're being interrogated then all of a sudden you know someone's asking you questions and there's a speaker in, in like the the shower head and you know you realize that you're on camera upstairs and then you know slowly they the floor lifts up and you're going from the basement on this like elevator thing in the shower stall up to the second floor and it's supposed to be like you know your your big debut like you know the uh. crowd's supposed to be going wild so we can, like get up there and there's nobody <laughs> in, in, the, in the whole safe house there's like six people <laughs> and you know just like this drunk couple like hey yeah exactly like <laughs> And we, you know, we tried to do like bar hopping. We tried to like do the whole 21st birthday celebration, but there was no one out. It was just ghost town the yeah. whole time. So I, mean, I was that's just very like, Wisconsin during the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. So Milwaukee, that was probably the worst, th- the worst because, you know, it was like just your, what you think of as like a quintessential 21st birthday. It was like totally eclipsed and I was just like, well, this sucks, you know? Yeah. So what was your best? Best Thanksgiving. Oh, man. You know, I I tried to think of one perfunctory, one day that kind of like one Thanksgiving that resonates with me. And I can't think of one specifically because Thanksgiving with the Robertsons and Thanksgiving with, uh, you know, our our family and with mom's family and with the Migases in D.C. have always just been such a good time for me because we have so much support and, and love in our family and that's so you know, true. It's it's like having Thanksgiving with your best friends. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it just it it is joyous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like and our, our family doesn't even really, you know, drink that much or anything, but it's like it is like being love drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, just such a a joy even in the times that are a little bit sadder you know it's like all of that kind of gets thrown out the window because you're with your family and i didn't realize what a gift that was until i started dating and i started spending time with other people's families that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> that's why my worst thanksgiving was the worst yeah. because what did i have to compare it to i had my only comparison was our amazing amazing yeah. joyous boisterous family Versus this very, very stiff, stiff, dry dressing. Do we call it dressing or do we call it stuffing? Call it... Uh, dressing is different from stuffing. Stuffing is what you put in the bird and dressing is something right. that you that you put in the oven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, what's your favorite Thanksgiving meal or <sighs> favorite Thanksgiving dish? Favorite Thanksgiving dish would be dish, diff, dish would be LaFlori Robertson's uh, macaroni and cheese. Yes, it that's is. Really good. That's a solid choice. Yeah, solid choice. You know what favorite. she used to make? She used to make this bomb ass. This is our grandmother, by the way. Bomb ass bread pudding. Like I, I had yeah. never had bread pudding in my entire life. I, and she never really made it. And we were in D.C. once and mm-hmm. she made it. And I was just like what is there were even raisins in it and i don't even like raisins and it was mm-hmm. so delicious i think that was the only time she i ever had it yeah yeah um, she oof she knew she know mm-hmm. oof. but yeah that's that that's what i would say the there is no i can't put my finger on one best because there's no comparison and uh 
you know, it just makes me grateful for what I'm thankful for is uh, my my fam. You know, I'm grateful for my family and grateful that we are able to have you know Thanksgivings like that. You know, I've gone places and as people who they sit there at dinner with their family at the table and it they hunch know, over their food right they talk about the food and then it's like silent the yeah. whole time and you're like listen this time of year has made me so <clears throat> this time of year makes me so grateful for my family because yeah. i see it i see exactly what you're talking about james there's a lot of dysfunction going on in yeah. the street so we're lucky <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky okay so let's move on to our next segment which is mixed media james what have you been reading what have you been watching Ooh, okay so i saw the inheritance part two or i'm sorry part one on broadway yeah i am waiting for part two to come up on the discount site that i'll use because <laughs> <laughs> they're both this you buy separate tickets and they're expensive right uh, so the Inher- inheritance is a play um, I can't remember. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the writer. Just Google it. The Inheritance, uh, Broadway. And I had read, I had read the play before I, I saw it because I had an audition for it, and that was that was months ago. And it's a, a West End transfer, so it's coming from from England, and it's just like intergenerational queer play talking. You know, that has to to do with how we inherit trauma. Um, in our communities and uh, this kind of idea of how do we learn anything from our past when we've lost uh, so much of it. So it's kind of plays on these themes of like, how do gay men, where are we and where do we stand today when a generation of mentors and teachers and uh, people for us to look up to and learn from, we lost them because of, you know, all of the men who died during the AIDS epidemic and uh, how our as our culture is reeling from that and, you know, how do we find our place and wh- what do we look back on in our history and how do we learn who we are today? It breaks my heart. So it's, it's just kind of, I don't want to ruin anything for you because there's a big reveal on the part of the end of part one. And it's it's really good. The beginning of the play is a little bit slow. That's what I will say. And it reads that, well, that way as well. And it is a little bit white gay there you know there's there are some sometimes you know with, with the casting there there are people of color in it but they're more of like chorus they're, they're part of like the chorus of the play and there's it's like a 15 actor play and so people play multiple roles and multiple characters on it but the none of the main characters are people of color and i found that a little bit that there's nothing within the text that would designate that they couldn't have had one of the main people well, james i mean let's just be real white actors are just better oh yeah we they're just way better yeah. so why wouldn't we why would we even consider that's true an, yeah. an actor of color <laughs> i mean i mean why well, don't see color anyways do you <sighs> see do you see color because no, i don't i don't i mean like when i go to a color? show and i see there's some brown people on stage that's fine it doesn't matter if they're the leads <laughs> i don't care if they're speaking as i mean that's diversity right right i, I mean i think <laughs> I think with with this kind of play, I, I think sometimes that gets neglected and forgotten because people are like, "Oh, well, this is this is a gay play. This play doesn't have to do anything with race." But it's but not recognizing that, you know, there has to be intersectionality with even in this kind of thing. You can't you know? separate the two. You can right. never sep- separate anything from race. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but it's still an amazing 
piece of art and work and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll check in when i can afford to see part two <laughs> but uh anybody knows the hookup let me know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what about you oh as far as art is concerned i feel like i've been oh gosh i've just been making so much art that i haven't really had a chance to see any or listen to any um I guess I've been listening, well, I know, I've been listening to a lot of Jesse Norman. So uh, if you want to check out a concert that she did with uh, Kathleen Battle, their spirituals concert, it's quite phenomenal. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful arrangements of African-American spirituals. So I've been listening to that and um, I've been listening to Common a lot, hmm. oddly. <laughs> maybe to- Maybe we can play some jesse norman while we're cooking thanksgiving dinner yeah we should definitely yeah. definitely definitely she was a a, a light mm-hmm. a light incredible voice um i was watching a clip of her at the kennedy center honors it was a sydney poitier was being honored and she was singing amazing grace and it was during the clinton administration mm-hmm. and they were showing that at um at the metropolitan opera was projected and it was just amazing to like watch her technique and just see Sydney Poitier just completely like start weeping, mm-hmm. hearing this magical voice, yeah. this yeah. magical voice. So yes, that's my mixed media. You got any health and beauty for today? Health and beauty. Oh yes. So I watched Tracy Ellis Ross uh, give a facial tutorial <laughs> on for Vogue, I believe, or Vanity Fair, one uh-huh. of those. You know how they do those videos of like, yes, you know, yeah. the questions or like the, questions or, or like, what's your nighttime um, routine? routine. Yeah. And so I watched her put on like, well, she came out of the shower with a clean face and she put on a zillion layers of like moisturizer. It was supposed to be like the no concealer day look. Yeah, yeah. And I watched her put on serums and then put on like a moisturizer uh, and then like a eye moisturizer. And then on top of that, like this very expensive, like thick cream. And I was just like, oh my God. And every I went online and I was like looking at the list and it was <laughs> like the whole thing was like thousands of dollars for That's this. That's much. I'm sorry. But her face. Her face looks amazing. It was glowing and I was like, oh my God, how can I recreate this in my own life? And so what I did. You took some bacon grease? (laughs) I took, um, I have a few Korean products that I've been, you know, using over the years. And I used this like aloe, aloe vera product and I put it on my face Uh as like the serum. (laughs) James. And then after that, I put on this, um, day cream that i've been using for a while now okay. it's like it's like a cannabis day cream oh yeah and then i put this eye um this eye cream that i've been using from um now cosmetics mm-hmm. um for a while and then i have all natural shea butter like raw shea butter that i've been using for all kinds of things that i got at medina down the street of yeah. atlantic and I put it on my face and I just feel like my skin is glowing. Doesn't Your skin look, looks great. Yeah. yeah. And I've been doing, it's like the the poor man's version of the Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. like, it's still lots of layers, but it's not. You, you it, can definitely find shortcuts to, you know, it yeah. might not be exactly the same. But, but I, yeah, the, I was just looking at the consistency of everything mm-hmm. that she was putting on her face and she it starts light 
Mm-hmm. It's always light to heavy. Right. Yeah. You know, you start yeah. with the lighter like serums, the things that are more gel like, yeah. and then you start adding the protective like thicker creams right. so that it absorbs into your face easier. Mm-hmm. So I have a three step face regimen. That's all. Yeah. Your skin looks great too. Thank you. So thank you, Tracy Ellis Ross, for that. I, it was a good guideline for me, mm-hmm. but I have to do my, all my products probably cost a total of like a hundred, two hundred dollars. <laughs> Not nowhere not near, no. Heard three grand or whatever. If if not more, it was crazy yeah. the price on these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what about you? Uh, I would recommend, and this is as coming from someone who got I got sick like a week and a half ago, and this cold would not stop. Oh yeah, it you were like, you were really sick. Oh my goodness, and yeah. I, I have a great immune system. You know, I, I you have, a, I have a great immune a great system. Immune system. <laughs> it's amazing. And it w- would not stop. It, so th- there are these eucalyptus, uh, um, like peppermint eucalyptus bath bombs that I would recommend for soaking. If you are dealing with a cough or sinus stuff to just take two or three of those soak in a really hot bath, if you want to clear out your your air passages and you know if you have to go to work or you just need to really like get that gunk out of your body those are perfect because you know eucalyptus and mint and stuff they just have natural properties of you know opening up passages mm. and uh, so if you are trying to you know fight the symptoms that is what i would recommend as like a health and beauty tip excellent yeah. uh, and also i was also fighting something and mm. magically um when I had a day of rest, it all went away. <laughs> but sleep, or, sleep, sleep yeah. helps. And oil of oregano is really, really great too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Serena uses that. She does? Yeah. See? Yeah. She knows. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up this Thanksgiving episode of Mixed Emotion Podcast. Yay. Thanks for following us. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right, James. I will see you in Washington, D.C. See you in D.C. Bye. Bye.